You're listening to Tabletop Arcanum, a podcast dedicated to learning and exploring the hobby of tabletop gaming. Your hosts are Justin Taylor and Richard Geese, so sit back and relax as we talk, discuss, and joke our way through the hobby we love so much. What secrets lie within the haunted? Mysterium Manor. In this asymmetric cooperative game, one player adapts the role of a ghost while others play roles as psychics. All players share the same goal to shed light on a strange circumstance surrounding the ghost's death and lay their spirit to rest. Unable to speed, the ghost can only communicate by spending visions to reconstruct the events of that fateful evening. Gathered psychics must interpret these ethereal messages correctly, cooperation and inspired guesswork facilitate their task of unmasking the culprit. But time is short. The team must solve this enduring mystery before the spiritual connection with the ghost is lost. Step inside, be seated, and let intuition be your guide. Welcome to Tabletop Arcane. This is Justin, and I am bringing you a review of Mysterium. This is a 2-7 to seven player game put out by uh, Libelude. This is plays in about 45 minutes and has an MSRP of $54.99. I will also include my thoughts on the two official expansions for this game later on in this review, so stay tuned for those. Mysterium is a fully cooperative game that you are working together as a group. However, one player is assigned the role as the ghost and sending vision cards or these abstract art cards to the other players to get them to progress along the game. And to progress, you're trying to match kind of a clue-style person, place, and weapon, and all of those uh, stages as you get progress are part of the first phase of the game. And so, there is a lot of collaboration, table talk from those who are the psychics, and the game plays really quickly, even if you're at a higher player count. Let's talk about first impressions. Biggest thing that Mysterium has going for it is the art. This game has that nice, spooky vibe as we look at it, as a nice, clean art style. And then, more importantly, the primary mechanic of the game is working off of these abstract art cards so that you can get guesses on to all of that. So, art was a core fundamental thing that knocked right out of the park on this. I love looking at the cards. I love looking at all the hidden details or secret nooks and crannies that are in there. Because every single card has just an insane amount of detail nestled and hidden within it, which can also go against you in the game the rest of the components are well made and great the ghost screen is nice the only thing i would say about the ghost screen is it's kind of like a a dungeon master or a game master shield for an rpg so if you don't have light behind you if you're the ghost it will be very difficult to see on that but otherwise it holds up very nicely gives a nice atmospheric effect to the game and finally my last big impression coming out of this is the insert that comes with the box is fantastic, holds everything nicely. It doesn't really allow room for sleeved cards if you're someone who sleeves all their games, but everything kind of has a, a home in the box when you get it. No troughs, no things like that. Timer, all of that kind of has its little buckets and holes. Now, it's not great if you do end up getting the expansions and adding more cards to, to your set. That is, unfortunately, that nature of not future-proofing that or insert. There are third-party company inserts that do solve for this, whether it be a broken token, folded space, or otherwise. If you do want to get a complete collection still fit in the box, I would recommend one of those. Looking at what Mysterium does well, it plays a wonderful game of 
guesswork and hints without communication or verbal communication or technically any communication in general. There's a lot of great cooperative moments I've seen in the game from the psychic side of things, talking through the cards, going off of what has been seen, what has been given, and having the players work together in that first phase. Now, the greatest thing about that first phase is it is kind of a pass-fail check, so if not everybody makes it all the way across the finish line to their weapon guess, then unfortunately, you're also all lost. Another thing Mr. Aim does really well is it rewards players for correct guesses and works in a intuition track. So if you pass your three guesses all in a row, the amount of time left in turns is added to your intuition track, which will help you in the second half of the game, which will help you in the final phase of the game. Along the way, you can put uh, clairvoyance tokens, which will either say, yes, I agree with that guess, or B, I don't agree with that guess. And whether your bet is aligned, if you if you bet correctly and it is correct, you get an intuition point. And if you bet that it's wrong and it turns out to be wrong, you also get the intuition point. So all of these allow you to get a stronger end game going for yourself, which is also super important. Working through all of that, one other thing that I do love seeing is the variable difficulty. If, as your group gets more and more comfortable with Mysterium and Rhythm, the Ghost player has redraw opportunities, and one of the varying difficulties is removing the ability to redraw cards and kind of have to play with what you're stuck with and the card side of things. So let's talk about some opportunities Mysterium has. It scales oddly with low player counts, especially two to three player counts. There are two to three player rules that adjust the rules some to kind of balance out that mechanic, but it doesn't feel as natural as the four to seven player range with the full rule set. Another opportunity I found, while most of the art is fantastic, the weapons themselves, the final thing that you're guessing, is relatively uninspired. They're neat, they're interesting to look at, but they're not as busy as the other art cards. Uh, whether the people or the locations and it just felt interesting that these objects were a smaller card type and, and, and different variety there the other opportunity i feel mysterium can sometimes come across is while i have no issue with the everybody passes everybody fails with the uh three card guesses it's the final one that gets a little funky because when you do your final one the ghost will select one set amongst the players played of their cards that is the correct set using only three clue cards or vision cards to portray that and depending on where players are on the intuition track they'll only get to see one two or if they did well all three cards to make that final guess now that final guess is then also then put through a uh, most voted for filter so even if you are correct because you saw all of them Whoever most voted for a particular thing is what the group goes with. So it got a little funky in a couple games, and it always kind of felt a little rough around the edges as far as a mechanic goes. I don't think it was enough to turn me off this game. It is actually one of my favorite go-tos for a uh, light, under-an-hour co-op game, so there is that. The one thing I will also say is with a sand timer, I'd love it to make sure the game continues to flow. However, when everybody's looking at cards and pouring over details, it's very hard to not have some sort of auditory cue. So we have used uh, like a cell phone or something like that to actually have like a two minute alarm just to make sure that there's an auditory tone when everybody's focused at looking at other things during that time period. Let's talk about the value of this game next. 
it $54.99. It is slightly pricier, and it doesn't come across as this big table board game and lots of stuff. Like, you flip out a board, and there's pieces and things. It's a lot of cards. It's a lot of card stock and cardboard. I do feel that there's a lot of value in the game, and I do feel that there is a lot of replay value because cards change, things flip, and it's just one of those games that just we keep going back to and having a good time. I can't think of really any particular one game of Mysterium I've played that went so so poorly that we didn't have fun along the way. Definitely a lot of losses, definitely a lot of wins, and every once in a while you get the sour note of, well, that final phase didn't go over very well, but everything up until that point was fantastic. The price of $54.99 seems to be a little on the high end compared to some other games in the category, um, or compared to other games of that price point. However, I do feel with how evergreen this game can be with groups, it's not a unreasonable ask either. People who are looking for Mysterium would be players who are looking for a nice co-op game that plays under an hour, uh, players who are looking for a game that they can bring that is a little bit past the gateway step, but definitely more into the vein of a whole family can enjoy this, a group of friends can enjoy this after like a dinner party, and more so that, or if you want to see a game that looks like a cooperative spin on Clue, this is a game that would be very up that alley. Players or groups that I would say need to avoid Mysterium are groups that might have a strong dominant personality who quarterbacks their games a lot, especially on the psychic side of things. If you only have one player like that, uh, they may be a good fill for the ghost, as the ghost can't communicate or necessarily influence other than hand out cards. But if a certain discussion of discussion of cards are open to the table during the first phase, it's interesting to see that social dynamic of having someone override that. It is definitely a word of caution. If you don't like co-op games and not any sort of real competition, that is another thing on there. And then lastly, there is a lot of room for interpretation and art. So if if you don't see what the ghost sees in a card, that can be another frustration point that might turn you off this game. Finally, while there are promos with Mysterium, there are two major expansions, called one called Hidden Signs and one called... Uh, Secrets and Lies. Both are relatively simple expansions. However, I do want to talk about them a little bit. So Hidden Signs was the first one, and the main thing it did is just added more cards to the game. You got 42 more vision cards, you got 6 more character cards, 6 more locations, and 6 more objects. So you got more stuff for Mysterium without changing any rules or mechanics to it. And it's an alright expansion. I have no issues with it, because more of what I already loved was great. Uh, that one is $30. It is the weaker of the two expansions, though, because in my personal opinion, the Secrets and Lies expansion, which came out after that, added the same 42 vision cards, but it added 6 character cards, 6 location cards, 6 object cards, but also gave the option to put in story cards opposed to the object cards. So these became, they call them story cards. I also call them motive cards because they usually kind of pertain to kind of the why there was a murder of this ghost and removes the object of possession or object of the murder. I do like it because they added the card, the 18 added cards are actually big cards that match with the rest of the location and character cards and adds a whole nother element because you have all those hidden details in those art cards as well. And that one also falls into that $29.99 price point. 
So if you would get only one, I would say Secrets and Lies was the more preferred expansion. But if you want to get everything Mysterio, both of them will give you a blunty to play with as far as replayability. And a final note, as far as the art cards go, the game Dixit uses a very similar tarot-sized cards that are very abstract art and very weird in that sense. And you can take Dixit cards and use them in a mysterious game for the visions, or vice versa, or blend both and just see what happens. I will say tonally, the art direction on Dixit tends to be a little bit more light and less of the dark and grim sort of art. There is some of that in the Mysterium cards, but there's also the grim, dark art as well, which is a little bit more stronger on the theme. Either way, I think you can do great with both. I hope you've enjoyed Tabletop Arcane's review of Mysterium. Make sure to follow us on our social medias. That's Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Hit that like, subscribe, notification icon so that you can make sure we, you know when new content is up. As always, thanks for listening, and happy gaming. Tabletop Arcanum produced by Justin Taylor. This episode is hosted by Justin Taylor. Mixing and editing by Richard Geese. Original theme by Paul Moore and Isaac Gilbert. Check the description for this episode's featured background music. You can follow us on most social media platforms. Be sure to like, subscribe, and follow. And leave us a review if you would. As always, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.